I'm Rachel Foley, and I'm your host for the Merry Writer podcast. Before we begin, real quick, you might notice that Ari is not here. Unfortunately, she's not feeling well, but I am joined by a special guest. And for this episode, which is 94, this week's question is, what are some tips for launching a debut book? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoy this episode, please give it a like, write a review, and share it with your friends. It really helps us grow. Now, without further ado, please help us welcome author Cassie Sanchez to the show. Cassie, thank you so much for joining us this week. Hey, Rachel. Thanks for having me. I'm just thrilled to be here. Yeah, it's really nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you, too. I'm sorry that Ari couldn't join us. Yeah, I know. Me, too. That's It's that time of year. People it is just... definitely a crazy time of year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's been a crazy couple of years. Yeah, that is yeah, yeah true. Indeed. <laughs> um, would you like to share a little about your writing background, like how long you've been writing and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, well, I've always been a huge reader, but my journey into writing actually just started a few years ago uh, as I was a stay-at-home mom. And with the empty nest looming, I experienced a bit of an identity crisis and was questioning my purpose in life. And so I was looking for something to do that was, that would light my fire in the morning, if you will. And my son Chase challenged me to write a book since I loved reading so much. I attended a continuing ed class um, on creative writing and fell in love with it. I was so jazzed after that first class and I finally had something that was all mine, that was all about me. And so I jumped into the deep end, if you will, without floaties and started learning the craft of writing. And that was, yeah, probably about three to four years ago that that process started. That's amazing, actually, that you just literally just dove right into it. I did. Yeah, I am a huge fan of learning. I probably would still be in college because it was so much fun. I actually really do love to learn. So learning the craft of writing was really interesting. And then just tackling it, you know, learning as I as I went. And yeah, it was it's been a really fun experience. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that's the thing with writing is that you have to learn as you go. I mean, you can certainly take college courses and you can do all the research you want, but it's one of those things that you need to grow into your own style. Yes, exactly. I um, have been actually talking to someone who is really trying to get themselves perfected before they get that book down. And I'm like, just write, just start writing. And that's what editing is all about and rewriting and Cause you know, you don't know, I didn't know if I was a plotter or a pantser. And so I was figuring out that writing style and, you know, just trying to find my own voice in the writing. And you can't do that unless you're actually getting words on the page. Yeah, exactly. And also I heard you mention that you wanted to fill your mornings. So are you a morning writer? I am. Yeah, I am very much my creativity process is a lot stronger in the morning, the afternoons. I am, I don't always um, function super well. I'm actually an expert at napping. So (laughs) I've, I've learned the art of napping in the afternoon. So yeah. And then the evenings, usually I just try to, you know, make sure I either spend that with my husband or if my kids are home from college. So the mornings are my, my time to, to write. And thankfully I am a morning person. So 
And no, coffee. that's great. I yeah. too am a morning person and my creativity is at its highest right when I wake up. And yeah. you're probably one of the first few people that I've met that actually write in the morning. Most people are like, why do you wake up so early and do that? They think I'm crazy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, it's true. In fact, you know, sometimes like my days are filling up with appointments or, you know, Christmas stuff. Oh, yeah. And so I've been setting my alarm actually around five in the morning to get up so I could actually at least get a stab at something um, before, you know, life gets in the way. Oh, that's, that's amazing. I love yeah. it because I get up at 5 a.m. too. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Well, now I know I can call you and say, hey, what are you doing? Right, exactly. <laughs> we just got to work around this whole time zone issue. <laughs> that is true. That is yeah. very true. <laughs> Cassie yeah. has just recently released her debut novel a couple of months ago. So before we get into, you know, sharing the novel, Cassie, I wanted to ask you, how much planning have you put into your buildup and the launch? Well, as I was, as I was thinking through this, it, um, a lot, a lot of planning and a lot of buildup. And honestly, I started the planning process before the book was finished. And as I was learning through different marketing classes and writing classes, and I was part of Jerry Jenkins writers guild. He's the one that wrote all the left behind series. They had talked about building your platform, building a fan base, having a website, having a newsletter way before your book's finished, because if you want to, even if you want to go traditionally published, you know, to find an agent, you need to have that in place and have some sort of foundation. And as a debut author, I had none of that. <laughs> I had no accolades. I, you know, I had my own personal Facebook page, my own Instagram, which I was never on. And now I'm suddenly diving into this world of author and um, there was a lot of pre-planning, pre-work to do before even thinking of launching a book. So um, <clears throat> I pretty much had to start at ground zero. And so I had a website created, which that's always a surreal experience is, you know, trying to like seeing my picture on the, on the internet and then trying to find content, you know, cause as a stay at home mom for 20 plus years, I'm like, Hmm, what exactly am I going to share? Because <laughs> there's a million plus mom blogs out there. And that's not what I was. That's not what I was interested in. So uh, I so I started having my website created. And then I created a Facebook and author page and and an Instagram author page, excuse me. And then I started trying to work on getting a newsletter or a blog out and uh, just building that from there, creating content and trying to um, build my fan base. And so that actually started before I had even found uh, a publisher. That's excellent because I, I think that's certainly the way to go about it. You need to start building that platform before you even begin because yeah. otherwise once you, once you have your book ready and then you're just kind of sitting there and being like, okay, well, who do I tell about this? Like I have, I have the finished product, but I have nobody who knows about it. I have nobody who cares about it. So where do I go from here? So when you already have that foundation, it's so much easier to just send a quick email or write a quick blog post and be like, oh, hey, by the way, look at what I've been working on. And because I remember I've been writing since I was 10 years old. And I remember doing research on traditional publishing, self-publishing, everything. And I always kept finding the same 
advice over and over telling you that, you know, don't worry about the publishing process until after your book is finished. So that's what I did for years. I, I wrote yeah. my book and it wasn't completely finished. So I would rewrite it and I would edit it and I would spend years trying to craft the best book that I could possibly create. But then it doesn't, as I just said, it doesn't do you any good if you have the finished product, but you have nobody to sell it to. Right. And I think it, you know, it depends on what your goal is, but if your goal is to be, um, you know, published anyway, self or traditional, yeah, you have to have some way of reaching people about your book. Cause you know, if it's your fabulous voice and you need to get it out there. And that's one thing I learned even about traditional publishing is these days, even in that sense, they expect the author to do the marketing. They expect the author to sell the book and you have to have someone to sell it to. So whether you are self-publishing or going the traditional route, unless you're, you know, someone like Stephen King or Nora Roberts or, you know, those guys, um, you're going to have to do a lot of the groundwork. And so, yeah, that was, that was the biggest thing for me is <clears throat> building that platform. And honestly, it was not about selling my book ever for the longest time. It was about selling me, which yeah, <laughs> I really don't enjoy doing at all. And that's the, the ironic point of all of this whole marketing thing is that my degree is in marketing. <laughs> Oh my but gosh, I, it's hilarious. But I don't like it at all. <laughs> um, of course, when I graduated from college, when dinosaurs still roamed the earth, there was no social media marketing. I mean, Facebook was, I think, just this, I don't even know if it was around when I graduated, in all honesty. <laughs> so um, learning, I'm relearning the whole marketing in this day and age as well. But let me tell you, I enjoy marketing or writing the book a lot more than marketing it. So, but you know, you have to have both. You have to have the business side of being an author. So it's a yeah, necessary I, evil. <laughs> I mean, no matter what you do in life, there's always going to be certain things that you have to do, but you're not particularly fond of. And I actually really enjoy marketing, but I love marketing for other people. When it comes to marketing for myself, forget it. Like, I feel like yeah. I'm being sleazy or too salesy or something, but yeah, you, when you're, when you're writing a book and you want to sell it, whether you want to like be a full-time author or you just want to get your work out there, like the bottom line is you have to do it for yourself, as you said, right? right. which is great. Yeah. Well, if you want to market my stuff, let me, let me know. <laughs> you can market me any day, girlfriend. <laughs> I try. I try. I mean, as writers, we're all in this together. So that is true. That is yeah. true. Um, and also you, you mentioned how one of the first few things that you did was create your website. And if any of you out there are a longtime listener of the Mary Writer podcast, then you can be sure that Ari and I have mentioned many, many times that you should have an author website. And I think with marketing, it's always growing. It's always changing. So that learning will never stop what, you know, marketing on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, even TikTok. Now there's so many authors on TikTok, there's always something to learn, but your website for the most part always stays the same. And you always have full control over that. You don't need to post a, um, a tweet and then realize that it's off of people's feeds within 15 minutes. You can post your, your blog post and people who follow you will be able to see it. You can send an email out. Like it stays the same and you have that content for a long, long time and you can repurpose content too. So there's, it's just ultimate freedom in that sense. 
it's I think it's the easiest way you can market your book, even if you don't like marketing. Yeah. And it's true about um, what you said about the content of your website and that newsletter, those followers that, you know, take a long time to get, but um, they're yours. You own them. That sounds wrong, but you know what I mean? You own them. Whereas in Facebook or Instagram, I mean, you could lose all of that in a heartbeat and they could, they could disconnect your account. I've seen that on Instagram, which is just a scary thought. So um, yeah, the, the website is super important. And, you know, I mean, I first started, I tried to create it myself, but I'm just not technically savvy enough. So I hired someone to do it, which helped out a lot. But, you know, at first I had, you know, a homepage, an about me page about the book, but I didn't even have a, I didn't even have a cover at the time. So, you know, it, it's, it's a, a work in progress, but just start somewhere with something so someone can find you, you know, uh, out there in the internet world. Right, exactly. And honestly, without having the book cover, that's that in itself is such a huge marketing ploy because you can do an elaborate cover reveal for your newsletter on social media or just yeah. simply for your website, which kind of brings me into my next question. What are some of the core things you've done for your launch? You know, the first, I think one of the most important things to do is once I had the formatted PDF um, before the, I had the actual books in my hand, I started submitting them for editorial reviews uh, to places like Midwest Book Review, Literary Titan, OnlineBookClub.org. I mean, just wherever, anywhere that would take an actual PDF versus the physical copy of the book. And I started submitting those, trying to make, trying to get those early reviews to mostly build credibility uh, as a debut author you know, who am I? <laughs> no one knows who I am. Um, and I didn't have any other uh, published work out there. And so I needed to build up some credibility. So editorial reviews were huge, trying to get those. Um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of those with the editorial reviews, they do cost some money. Some of them, you know, were 50 bucks. And um, I got a Kirkus review that cost me about 375. So <laughs> ouch. Um, yeah, that was, that was, I had, I waited a long time before I sent them the book, but, um, and then I also started just finding, building those relationships, especially on Instagram, where once I did get my physical copies of the book, I could ask them if they'd be interested in reviewing the book, if I could send them either an ebook that I had or the physical copy. So I think getting reviews is, is super important. I also did, I did have a book trailer created one because I just think those are cool, but I do think it helps because people are so visual these days and you got to catch their attention quickly. So a book trailer and I went through literary Titan and honestly, they weren't super expensive. It probably cost me a hundred dollars to get a one minute awesome book trailer. So, and then a couple other core things is, you know, being consistent with your content whether that's in your newsletter, whether that's on Instagram, Facebook, just staying consistent with your posts and, um, you know, just in having fun with that. I did get some advice from different classes and, and things that don't try to do everything that's out there on social media. Like I just started looking at TikTok and mostly just for reviews to see if I could get people to do the book talk reviews but I mostly focus on Instagram first and Facebook second, because you just can't do it all. And if you try to do it all, you won't do it well, you know? So um, 
that's just a little piece of advice there. Um, and, and honestly, my ebook launched in November. So, you know, I did a Goodreads giveaway. Um, I did, you know, I did the cover reveals that you had just mentioned and just started building excitement about it. But I only started doing that in September and I've been on Instagram since November of last year. So that's what I mean about, it's kind of like a slow burn. You just start introducing yourself and growing that fan base and finding relationships because you're selling relationship. You're not selling your book. And um, so just trying to build word of mouth. And then once I received my actual physical copies and handing out um, advanced reader copies, then I started doing podcasts. I started doing book tours, online book tours. I actually am building one of my own right now. And so now, and then I need to go to bookstores and libraries. (laughs) And the thing with the marketing part of this is, and I, I honestly feel that I have about a thousand and five things I need to do. And I know what five of them are. (laughs) So yay for those five. That's awesome. Um, So yeah, there's, there's a lot you can do. And, you know, there's a ton of resources out there for learning how to market your book. There's also a lot of places that kind of, I think, prey on debut authors, like, Hey, you pay us this amount and we'll get your book out there. And so you really need to be careful what you're, when you're searching and it is a a rabbit hole of information out there. So, you know, figure out what you like to do and what you can do with your time. And then just, yeah, just be careful for those other sites that are, you know, wanting to take advantage of us poor debut authors who are trying to get our name out there. (laughs) In other words, there's, there, there's a ton of stuff that you need to do for your launch. And Honestly, most of it is marketing. Like, it's kind of funny that you create a book, you you build this product, and then all of a sudden, once it's finished, you kind of don't really look at it ever again. You, you're just kind of, it's, it's there, but now you need to focus on A, B, C, D, and E, you know? Right. Yeah, you spent all this, you know, blood, sweat, and tears on your book, and then now you have to completely switch gears and it's a complete mental gear switch. You're not using, I mean, you still need to use creativity, but it's not like writing a book creativity. You have to use, think outside the box for promoting your book. And it's, it's a totally different mindset. And there are a lot of things that you can do. And I will uh, let you know after my book launches, if any of them worked. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, that's kind of the whole thing is that it's so much trial and error especially when you're a debut author, because you, you don't, even if you have your website and you have a foundation, you still don't know what's going to make your audience say, Hey, I really want to read that. Or what's going to make them be like, eh, maybe I'll pass and see what else, what other kind of books that they write. Because also it depends on the genre too. That's another thing. Like your, your book is romantic fantasy, correct? Yes. Yeah. So like, say if you decided to dapple in, you know, mystery for another series, then your marketing methods are going to have to be so different because it's going to be to a totally different target audience. And which maybe you wouldn't want to do that to yourself. I know there are plenty of multi-genre authors out there that do it and they do it well, and that's great for them. But sometimes when you figure out one thing that works, you just want to stick with it. Yeah, I think I would, uh, you know, because I've 
the book I've written is it's going to be a, a trilogy. And then, you know, of course the, the wheels are always turning in the back of the mind. And, you know, I was thinking of, I have other ideas for stories, but honestly, I want to try to keep them all in the somewhat fantasy genre. I could jump to the romance genre since I, I have both kind of right now, I'm straddling both that fence, but mostly fantasy. And yeah, cause I don't want to have to also recreate my, my brand, if you will. I have a brand as a fantasy author um, or romantic fantasy and to try to create that and then do, you know, like you said, a mystery or a thriller, I would have to recreate that or write under a different pen name, which honestly, <laughs> I'd have to be really, really rich and just pay someone to do all that for me. That's just what's going to have to happen there. <laughs> right. I mean, if only, if only really. Yeah, seriously. But, I mean, there, there's just so many things to think about and it's hard to keep them all straight. And I find it so interesting that you said that you didn't start all of this until September when the ebook came out in November of 2020. Yeah, I'll clarify. Yeah. So my, for, I mean, mostly Instagram is my, my main source of right now where I spend my time, which honestly, I never thought I'd be on Instagram so much in my life, but that's where I started building those relationships with, you know, the bookstagram crew, if you will. And, um, I, for the, you know, from November through up to September, I really just, you know, I had like my Monday mayhem posts, which were about my puppy, which he's the spawn of Satan. So those were very entertaining posts. And then Tuesday, I might have like a book quote and Wednesday was, you know, I started with three wacky facts about me so people could get to know me. After a few months, I realized I'm just not that interesting. I can't do three facts every week. So I had to, <laughs> I had to just do one and I, now I'm really running out of wacky facts. So I have to come up with something else, but you know, and then Thursdays um, I've turned into a behind the scenes. So now I, then I started adding, you know, like pictures of my map that I created or the cover reveal or characters that are in my book. So that really just started a couple months before the launch, because I don't know if, you know, when you're on Instagram and you see someone's, an author's posts where every post is about their book, every post is about them. I, I don't like that. I, I get kind of annoyed because to me, that's kind of like, as you said, the, you know, the sleazy salesman approach where it's all about them and it's just it's a turnoff to me. So that's why if you look at my Instagram feed, I've got, I've got all kinds of stuff on there. Um, some of it's not really, <laughs> doesn't make me look really that great, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, with the, the ebook um, launching in November, that's when I started kind of amping up things. And now I do about two posts a week, usually about my book. And the rest are just about other books that I'm reading or other things that are going on in my life. And, you know, as we get closer to my paperback book launch, which will be in February, things will amp up a little bit more and then I'll scale them back again. But yeah. <laughs> which I think is great because you're on your Instagram, you're showing that you're not an author, you're a person, which right. is what I think a lot of people want to see when they have a favorite author, they want to see you know, what other things they have in common with this author. They don't want to just see book, book, book all the time. And actually, that's another piece of advice that I had gotten way back when that, you know, you have your personal social media, but then you also needed your author social media. So mm -hmm. I had a personal Instagram and then I had a bookstagram, which I was never really consistent with. <laughs> and it was just fairly recently that I had decided that I just want to have the one Instagram 
and I want to show people what I'm doing, but at the same time, I want to show them that I do also have a life. Right. You know, so I think that's the way to do it because it makes it more personable and it makes it so that you can build your audience on reality. I know that sounds corny. Yeah. But hopefully, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You need to find those like-minded people that, I mean, because I, I wrote a book that I want to read, right? So I need to find like-minded people that will want to also read my book that like, I found this one person on Instagram and she's awesome. And we have very, like very similar posts. We like the very similar morally gray main character who we were just laughing this morning, who just needs a hug because they're so tormented. I mean, we're very similar in that regards. And so, you know, I've, I've found those like-minded readers, um, even, even some, you know, that might not read fantasy, but like the romantic bent, I've found them as well. And so, yeah, it's important for people to know about you. You have to be, and I remember this, I, I think Stephen King and his memoir, The Craft of Writing, which is a fabulous book. If no one's read it, read that one because it's amazing. But it was all about being authentic, being real and, you know, putting out those posts that, you know, I don't have all my makeup on and I look like crap, but you know what? That's okay. Cause this is me right now. It's five in the morning. Who cares? You know, or whatever, just to be real and authentic, I think is so valuable. And I think people really want that. They, they, they cherish that. Right. It's one of the best things you could possibly do, especially yeah. on the internet, because we need more real people on the internet. Yes, <laughs> I agree. It's completely. the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enough said there. <laughs> Enough said. Drop the mic. Boom. <laughs> yeah. But also, I do want to backtrack real quick because you said earlier that you should only pick like one or two social media platforms to be on and focus on those. Like you can't do everything. And that is so true because I have tried doing everything and you really can't do everything unless you have a boatload of money and you're able to hire many different people to run your Twitter, run your Instagram, run your website and, you know, all that stuff. You really can't do everything. And you would think that if you're on all the platforms, you would be able to reach your maximum audience, your, like reach your maximum potential of finding readers. But that's not the case at all, especially since every platform is so different from one another. And you, you have, for the most part, the same people are on all these different platforms. So you can't really pinpoint like who you find and who you build relationships with, because that's something else you said, you, you're building relationships. You want to be consistent and be engaging with your potential readers. Right. Yeah. And I think like for me, I, I, I started with Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and Twitter. I started growing followers fairly quickly, but what I was noticing with those followers is that they're all authors and that's not my target audience. My target audience is readers, <laughs> you know, and there are authors who obviously read, but if you're, you know, everybody is busy. A lot of people have full-time jobs and they're trying to write on the side and then to want to have time to read my book and actually engage with me, they don't have the time. So I kind of put Twitter on the back end of my, of my priorities and really focused on Instagram and Facebook, but like Instagram, I post every day. Facebook, I post maybe two or three times a week and they need to be different posts because Facebook is more conversational. I also think that Facebook is a little bit older of an audience where Instagram is a little bit younger. And 
my book is targeted mostly, you know, 18 and up to about 30, maybe 40. Um, but I still have some Facebook readers who, and like you said, they're on both platforms, so I can target both. But yeah, you need, you can't do it all. And that's just a life lesson in general. You know, you just, if you do everything, you're not going to do anything well. It's better to do a few things with excellence. You know, not that I'm doing that with excellence, but I'm trying, but just to focus on those few things and, and do them well. Right. Yeah. It's bottom line. It's quality over quantity. Yep. Yeah, that is true. And that is, that is a really good point about how the majority of authors are on Twitter and then you have a ton of readers on Instagram. I never really thought about it that way, but you're right. There's a huge yeah. writing community on Twitter, but then there's a huge reading community on Instagram. Like you have hashtag writing community and then you also have hashtag bookstagram. So it's right. kind of like, yeah, definitely something to think about when you're getting ready to really target your readers. Yeah, it's true. Cause I was, you know, I was all excited. I had like 900 followers on Twitter or whatever. And then I realized these are all re- writers. I, yeah. <laughs> I need readers here. I need fantasy readers and romance readers and just readers who want to try a new genre readers, you know? Right. So yeah, I started really focusing more on the bookstagram community, which is then that's when you have to focus on the books that I'm also reading and doing posts like that, because they don't want to just hear about my book either. They want to hear, well, what books do I like? What books do I recommend? You know? So again, knowing your audience is super important. You're right. You're absolutely right. So with that said, I'm going to, you know, go into my final question here and ask you, what's your biggest piece of advice for writers who have finished their novels and want to start their launch? I think my biggest piece of advice would be reader first. And what I mean by that is, and that should be also in your writing too, is from what I've learned is the reader comes first. So that is when you're building your platform, when you're building your relationships, it's about the reader. It's not about you. It's not about your writing and your beautiful prose and all of that. It's about the reader and establishing those relationships and going to where the readers are. Like we just talked about on bookstagram with Instagram, Goodreads, that is a social media platform that is all readers. I'm still trying to figure that one out and it, that one, it's going to take a lot of time, but that's where we also need to be. If you're going to be launching a book, you need to be on Goodreads. You need to have, you know, your author profile pages, whether they're on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Goodreads, BookBub, you know, you need to get out there and start having conversations with people. And as many authors, I think a lot of us are introverts. We don't like doing that. (laughs) but we just got to try. And, and that leads me to the authentic point, you know? So for instance, I'm starting this book tour on Instagram and I reached out to some people and I said, look, this is my first one ever doing this. So if you have tips and pointers, because you participate in a lot of these, give them to me, please. Cause I don't, I'm guessing a lot of times. So being authentic, being real with your people is as you build that tribe, I think is super important. That's the biggest piece of advice I can give and, and really, you know, value your time. You can't do it all. Value your time. Certainly. Yeah. That's definitely one that many people need to hear over and over again. Yes. (laughs) So that's definitely good, but also, yeah, you should ask questions when you reach out to people. I mean, that's awesome that you just reach out to people and be like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Do you want to participate? But also by the way, (laughs) 
if you want to like help me and give me some tips and advice, that'd be cool too. Because that's the way that, first of all, that's a brilliant way to open a conversation and start engaging with readers or other writers or just anyone in general, because you're being real with them, as you said, but also the whole thing is just a huge learning experience. And I think I said it earlier in this episode that it's all trial and error and you're constantly trying to learn and keep up with the times. Because once you get a groove down with Instagram, for example, it within a couple of months, Instagram might change something. And then you need to, you know, work with what Instagram did and you kind of have to tweak your content a little bit because, you know, social media, they're always updating their stuff and then for better or for worse. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. It's, it is, um, it is important to have a learning mindset. I think no matter where you are in the process, I obviously am a debut. This is my first, so I am definitely learning a lot and will continue to learn a lot, but I think it's just being open-minded to, you know, thinking outside the box. And there are some brilliant people out there who maybe don't write a book, but they love reading books and they love posting about books. So why not ask them, Hey, what do you like? What do you, what do you recommend? What do you suggest? Because there's a wealth of knowledge out there. Right. That's well said. I couldn't have said it better myself. And I think the other thing is too, especially with debut authors, with any author, but especially debut ones, you can't be afraid to make mistakes because they are going to happen. They're always going to happen. And you just need to learn from them and keep pushing forward and say, okay, well, this didn't work for this. Let me figure out why. And let me see how I can improve it or do better next time. Or right, you know, yeah. sometimes maybe mistakes work in your favor. <laughs> that, you, you never know. <laughs> You'll have a completely different outcome, but it may not necessarily be a mistake. <laughs> yeah. You know, all publicity is good publicity. You know, it's bad. Yeah. You just, yeah. Keep pushing forward, keep learning. And yeah, you know, it's, it's not, you know, I think, especially with your first book, I think having your expectations in line, you know, it's, I'm not going to, I mean, if I sell a million copies, that would be fabulous. Woo. I can pay for someone to market the next book, but let's be realistic. And, you know, by the time the second book is finished, I will have more of a fan base. It'll be easier to market that. And I'll have higher expectations, you know, as we, as we built. So, you know, overnight success, uh, you know, is not, necessarily the expectation that we should have it's it's a journey it's a it's not a sprint you know they say it's a marathon mm -hmm. it's not a sprint so yeah like you said you just you keep track of what you're doing and what's working and what you enjoy and what's not working and you know you just keep plugging along yeah exactly that's awesome well Cassie I think I've said everything that I need to say do you have anything else to add before I wrap up well, no, I just like to let everybody know a little more about me. Um, just so you know, I live in uh, New Mexico um, with my husband of 26 years, Louie. And then I also have two men children. <laughs> They're uh, 22 and 20. And uh, I also have two dogs, Gunner, who's 10 years old, and Bullet, who's 10 months. And you can see all of that. Yes. <laughs> let me just tell you, having a puppy. Oh my God. Anyway, and uh, I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd. I love Star Wars, anything Marvel. So that's probably why, you know, I love writing fantasy to escape from the, the real world. And then my book is Chasing the Darkness. 
It is a romantic fantasy about assassin who's on a quest for revenge. And uh, it's going to be, like I said, it's the first in a trilogy. The e-book ebook is currently available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, you know, wherever ebooks are sold. And then the paperback releases on February 1st. So um, I'm also doing a pre-order special, which if you pre-order the book, you get two short stories free. So that's fun. And uh, the best place probably to find me is my website, which is www.cassysanchez.com. And I also am on Instagram and Facebook as mentioned, and that handle is at Cassie Sanchez author. So look me up, check me out. I have a newsletter and you get the first three chapters free if you sign up. So you can see if you like my writing and if you don't, I don't want to hear about it. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Actually, no, you're supposed to be open to critique as well. <laughs> oh, I love that. Sorry. <laughs> no, that was great. <laughs> Well, all of Cassie's links will be in the description below. So be sure to check her out and also be sure to check out her book. I'm sure it's amazing. Haven't read it yet, but it's on my list. And um, thank you again for joining us on the podcast. It's been awesome to meet with you. Thank you. I've really had a great time and yeah, looking forward to what 2022 holds. Oh, hopefully it's better. Hopefully better. <laughs> Not to sound like a <laughs> negative Nelly, but... No, I'm, I'm right with you. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, anyway, now we'll turn it over to you guys. For those of you who have launched your first book, what are some things that you guys did? We'd love to chat about it. So tell us your answers in the comments below. And if you want some more of the Merry Writer podcast, then be sure to follow us on Podbean, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And for as little as $1 a month, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Merry Writer podcast for bonus content. It helps keep the show going, so we really appreciate the support. But in the meantime, tune in every Wednesday for a new episode of the Merry Writer Podcast, where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Arguments Over Coffee or Tea. Which side are you on? The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.